Welcome to With Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that is connecting young hosts like me to professional women in tech where we'll get to share wisdom and learn about each other in the process. My name is Sandra Nagy and I'll be your host for today. Today, I'm excited to interview Geraldine Estenazi. Geraldine is a leading Black woman in technology, blazing the trail of an illustrious career in technology services and operations delivery. She has solid work experience spanning almost two decades across multiple organizations in both Africa and North America. In her current role, she's the director of her application support GDS authentication services in the global cybersecurity team at RBC, where she leads and manages the enterprise-wide identity and access management services, teams, partners, and operational processes. Geraldine has an MBA from Warwick Business School, University of Warwick in the UK. She's married to her soulmate, Andrew, with three adorable children. In her spare time, she coaches and mentors people on a variety of life areas, including career progression, relationship management, and parenting. When she's not doing any of those, she loves to travel and have fun with loved ones. Welcome, Geraldine. I'm so happy to have you join me today. Thank you, Sandra. I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you. Before we dive into the main part of this episode, how about some rapid fire questions? Sure, Sandra, bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> you can only eat one food again for the rest of your life. What would it be? Hmm. Plantains. Ripe plantain. Those are so good. I had them this morning. Amazing. I was like, mm. <laughs> Oh my this God, I love plantains. I'll eat it one and up tonight. So I'll eat it any time. As long as it's ripe, if it's ripe, it's sweet. I so love good. it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Now, for the next one, what is the best career advice you've ever received? That I can do anything I set my mind on. Mm-hmm. And I'm being told that I'm a legend by my former mm-hmm. CEO. I think that lit me up. I love that. Yeah. You're a yeah, that okay. I am a legend. So if you say you are a legend to yourself and you can do anything you set your mind to do, that gives you the energy to push on. For sure. Which, if you could pick your favorite decade, what would it be? If I can pick my what? Your favorite decade, like the 2000s, 90s. Mm, yeah, I'm thinking true. So I think. I will say the 90s. Mm-hmm. And really, because, I love the music from there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I love the music from the 90s. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The music from the 90s. And I think for me, for my career journey, because that's when I made um, um, a couple changes in my career. That's when I got mm-hmm. most of the uh, promotions I got in my career. That was also when there were lots of advancement for my kids as well. My mm-hmm. all this, uh, my yeah, for my kids, there's a lot of transformation also for them along their journey as well. So I think the 90s was very um, eventful for me, my career, mm-hmm. my family. So I think, you know what, I would I'll hold back onto the 90s. Yeah, as okay. my best, my best decade. Yeah, that's good. So the theme of this episode is balancing act. 
So balancing a career in technology, being a mother and a wife can also be challenging. I would say it would probably be very hard for you. How do you manage your time and find harmony between these roles? And also with that, how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance? You can meet everyone's needs and also yourselves. Yeah, yeah, Sandra, that's um, that's a great question. And um, I know I've, I keep being asked that question everywhere I go because um, there's a lot I juggle, like as a career woman, as a mom to three kids um, for a greater part of... Um, my life of my second child who's had special needs um, in terms of um, from her health concerns to my work I've always been a full-time mom like I've always been in I've been working for over not not to date myself over 24 years of my life I've been into full-time work and then the the kids um, juggling kids who are very active um, in, in terms of their sporting activities and me being in technology space, which is and the operations in technology, which can be, you know, very, very daunting because you were focused on ensuring that we have 24 seven availability of our systems. And you're always listening and watching for alerts. At the same time, I have my family to, you know, be, be there for, and I have my kids activities. So it's a lot of, you know, finding that right balance between work and the family, knowing that, okay, I need to get up early, you know, set out, get my kids ready, set up what they need for the day before I go off to work and they go off to school and back at it on time so I can take them to their, 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 their various recreational activities that they do, you know, juggling it all and weekends and show I'm there for them whilst also balancing a bit of my work into my weekends because of the nature of mm-hmm. work I do. So it's a lot of knowing, you know, setting your priorities, but being able to, you know, Put them all together, knowing that I need to do X, Y, Z, and apportioning time, live a structured life. I actually operate a lot on schedule. I have a schedule time when I get up in the morning. I can get up at and show that I, I'm up by 5.30. I say my prayers, and I walk out. After my workout, I quickly prep my kids' um, um, school meals, get ready for work. The kids are getting ready, at um, and then I'm off to work. They're off to school. And back in the evening, I'm picking up. I'm going to you for your activity. So I get to blend it all, but ensure that I'm maintaining a healthy lifestyle because it gives me the energy that to move me through the day. And I'm putting my all at work. When I'm work at work, I am present at work. And then when I'm back to the home, I'm there with my kids to play with them to be sure that I'm always there for you know every important activity they're going through. I love to cheer them. I love the sports my kids play. So you not need mm. to see all what you have to do. And ensure you have the right schedule for yourself. And of course, ensure you also find the time to rest because you can't give out the energy you don't have. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I also go to bed on time. I rest. I take my me time when the kids are on their own. I'm on my own. I can rest. So you really have to live somewhat structured life in order for you to balance it all together. It isn't easy, but you have to make that conscious effort to achieve it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned... Um like prioritizing, like, are, are there any specific systems that you use for yourself, like a calendar or like scheduling, making sure like you're accountable, that everything is on your list? Like, is it just from your head or do you use like other tools to help you with scheduling and things like that? Okay, to a great extent, most of what I do is also in my head, but I, I walk a lot for my calendars, especially for meetings, especially for my kids' activities, because they come in at different times. Sometimes that they're, they're, they're their their schedule changes for my my son used to be into um, hockey. I had one who was into 
soccer and then my daughter was into dance sometimes the schedules changed the location i have to drive to changes so i put them all into my into my calendar i have a schedule to ensure that i'm on track with it so that, that way when i'm at work i'm no, i need to know what time to get up because i maybe i need to go all the way to to mississauga which is going to take me another 30 minutes to drive to so i can need to be there at this time to have to get pick my son get to mississauga for his game on time and so you really definitely need to work with your calendar for sure they show where you're mm-hmm. going to plan your day. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then because it's also routine for me, it kind of flows in my day because I know like in the mornings, I don't even need my alarm clock to wake me up. Like my body knows when it's when it's 5.30, <laughs> it gets up Thank and day starts to flow from there. But to a great extent, you definitely have to put things into your calendar so that um, it helps you keep you more organized whilst we know what we need to do. But a calendar definitely organize you. I, I, I'm a strong advocate for putting things in your diaries, mm-hmm. in your calendar. I also think by writing things down also just like because it's visual you can just see that like all your things are just in order and like the feeling of when you check up something on your to-do list is like the best feeling ever done 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 yeah done 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 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's always good yeah and I like those visuals sometimes I also have the sticky notes like right um, like right above my my monitor okay something important I need to do or you know be it Mm -hmm. at work or at home I stick it up somewhere so I see it because yeah those Mm -hmm. visual connection it keeps you going, and especially when you're juggling so much. So whatever help you can get, be it from um, some alerting um, app or your calendar or your, your your child giving you a call at a certain time, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to get yourself organized, that's mm-hmm. the only way you can operate successfully without having a chaotic life, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know about your role in technology, so can you talk more about your journey into the world of technology where you was that always where you were going to go or did were there some pit stops that um like got you there to technology okay so i actually did start off my career being in technology my first degree was in microbiology Mm -hmm. but after graduating from school and i worked for one year in the lab i know that wasn't the place for me i knew it wasn't the place for me because for me, mm-hmm. as a young girl, I had dreams of working in big corporate organizations, that's right, in technology space. My dad was my role model. So I always watched him every day. He stepped out, you know, all well-dressed in his suit. And then growing up then, he was also a top executive then. So those were the visuals I had in my head. So graduating from school and being in a lab, I said, no, this, was, this isn't the dream I had for myself. It was to be, you know, a top corporate executive. So you know what? At that point, after that, from that year, I started taking certification, um, IT certification exams. I took lots of courses, and I did pivot my career from there and got into that technology space. I took Oracle exams. I got a, you know, eventually got a job as an Oracle DBA, and then from there, my technology career started going from there. You know, I actually mm-hmm. had to travel to get my first job, some out of city um, location, but I was determined to build my technology career and I took off and I was ready to do anything to get into that line. And I traveled, mm-hmm. left my family behind to go, you know, start different, take on different uh, technology roles outside of where my family lived. But it helped me, you know, advance in the technology space where I am today. I've been in for over 20, over 23 years. So, but that was where my journey started from. So it was from microbiology to knowing that wasn't where I wanted to be. And this is where I want to be. I started the work to get there. And then to mm-hmm. go there and progress, it wasn't easy. I had to make sacrifices, you know, live far away, 
but I was investing in myself. And then from there, I came back to where I wanted to be. And then, of course, continue to rise, you know, rise the, um, the, um, the leadership ladder. So, so that's the way I pivoted into, in, I've not always been in the IT space here. So really, you can make the decision at any point in your life or, you know, where you really want to be. And start putting and start to put in the hard work to achieve what your goals, what your dreams are. Mm-hmm. And like now, you see like a lot of like different technologies, like different trends and things like that. Like, how do you keep up with that? And also to teach yourself like the new technology that are coming in and like different advancements. How do you keep up with those that are always changing constantly? Uh, yes. Yeah, so technology space is so dynamic. It's so fluid. Uh, always new technology coming all the time. So it's really you know, we, we're lifelong learners. You have to keep learning. You have to keep studying. You have to keep, um, you know, like researching, checking out what, what is the new thing, you know. Um, right now, there's so much um, that is so much in, in the cloud space. There's so much around cybersecurity. There's so, there's so much out there that, you know, we keep learning. Even whilst you're working, even where I am right now, even within my team, there there. Their system upgrades, their patch upgrades, and they, they were patching for various reasons and various vulnerabilities we're trying to remediate. And you're, you're asking, okay, what's this or what's going on or why this, you know? So there's always constant avenue for you to learn and you have to keep learning, knowing what is new, what do I have to do to progress, what does this mean? So that I can go in and make, you know, you know, uh, make the right judgment call. Even if as a leader, you still need to understand, you know, what is the data? What is what are the technological strength uh, and trends? What threats are out there? You know, all this information I need in order to take decision that helps me, you know, progress at my job or be successful at delivering at, on my role. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's a constant journey. There's so much out there to to read and learn, but I just have to you know decide on you know what is it that's going to make me successful in what I'm doing. Or what are my goals? What space do I want to play tomorrow in the technology space? If I want to pivot to like, uh, maybe be like, okay, today, um, uh, maybe you're currently supporting uh, Google Cloud technology today. I know, so you know what, I, I'm interested in knowing more about the AWS space. So that like, that way it makes you more grounded in the cloud space. So not just knowing everything about Google Cloud. Okay, what about AWS? They're all cloud technology, but there's something different about them. And then in order to make me more applicable, be more broad-based, I want to learn something there. So it depends on which way we're going to go. Cybersecurity mm-hmm. for me is also in, is a new space for me. I've gotten in there, but I'm learning it. I'm enjoying it because there's so much there to learn because everything we do right now is all cloud-based. It's all digital. Mm-hmm. It's all, and then there's so much cyber threat going on. So how do we secure our cyberspace? That's mm-hmm. the attraction for me. And then that's why I'm there. Are there any like specific programs that you've learned that you personally like enjoy that you use? Anything that you've learned, like you mentioned Google Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any things like in the IT like program and application that you like using that you like gravitate towards to? Yeah, so that's so that's actually a broad question. Yeah, so but because there's so much depends on which space you want to play in or what you're interested in. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in things like knowing more around, okay, well cloud technology. So we want to take on courses or read up things around um, Google Cloud, or you want to read up things around um, AWS, Amazon Web Services, you know, 
you start to go towards those areas to study more materials there, see what's going on there, the technology, do I want to be, do you only want to go into be an AWS solution architect? Or, you know, it depends on what you want to do. That in that space, you now need to go and, you know, find, you know, what are the materials or even you want to do certification exams in those areas. What are the trends? What are the best certification exams to, to do maybe in Google Cloud or AWS? And if you go to the cybersecurity end as well, what certification, what do I need to learn to, you know, to, you know, to, um, to, um, to do well there or to be relevant in that space and be able to, you know, build a, a career there. So whether you want to take the CISSP exam or CISM exam or take the general cybersecurity courses. So there, there are lots of courses in whichever space of technology you want to play. And if you want to just be in IT service management without going to anything too technical, there are things like the ITIL, IT infrastructure library courses. So whether you want to go into chain management or configuration management or release or capacity management. So you can go into that ITIL space and there are courses there. So whether you go from the foundation certification to the intermediary to the ITIL uh, master's um, 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 pathways. So it's there are various sites of technology to decide where you want to play, where your interest lies. And then we can then look into, you know, what courses do I need to be successful in that area? And what I would advise, Sandra, for someone like you is that if there are areas where you're kind of interested in, what you should do, like, you know, find a mentor to speak with and understand mm -hmm. the various areas and see where your interest lies. And I can start mm -hmm. to read and research in those areas. And as a woman in a traditionally male-dominated industry like tech, can you speak to any challenges or biases or even self-doubt that you faced coming into IT that you pivoted from? Yeah, yeah. So you you have it right there that um, the IT space, it's, it's, it's always been a male-dominated area. Like there are times I go into certain meeting rooms and I'm the only woman there. Mm -hmm. And needless to say, sometimes you're the only black woman in the room and but generally it's more it's in for the IT space it's more it's um it's more is a more male dominated area and then mm -hmm. I know statistic has it like I think it's only it's only about 18% also of women are in the technology space. So really still low. We still have a lot to do to you know to bring up that gap, close it up a bit. I know if I I'm not sure when to get to 50-50, but we need to mm -hmm. keep working towards it. And I think it's getting better over time because more and more women, mm -hmm. especially with women mentors like us, I begin to you know be able to expose the other women that there's space for us all there. You know, it must not if you want to be go into the deep coding space, the deep backend technical programming space, there is there for you. If you want to go into the service management bit that is not as technical, there's that space in IT. And if you want to go into the likes of like cybersecurity or you want to go into um into you know the communication side of IT, there's there's space for everyone to play. So when the other women start to hear more of that, people start to come. So and I know it it is growing. So for me, yeah, so those Instances where I go into a meeting and I'm the only one on the table. Yeah, sometimes it can be, sometimes it can be intimidating, and especially when you know the man is your space and they tend to know a lot more most times than than most people would know. And that's because they have that strong, uh, uh, um, geeky feel around everything they do in technology space. 
we women will try to keep up with it, but keep keeping up. What I would say that, yeah, the feeling of um, that intimidating fear, it's, it's, it's somewhat natural. It, it, it will come when, when someone mm. who knows better than you is speaking and you feel, oh, this person knows a lot more. I think the thing is, mm. do not take things personally. If mm. someone is speaking, listen, but make sure you are engaged. Make sure your voice is heard. Make sure you prepare for meetings so you, you're able to contribute something or some things. And then research the space you're going to so that because your contributor could actually be more of questions. Because is it that you know and you're walking the walking the room through what you know? Or you ask the questions. Be be curious. Because people also love it when you engage. When because when you engage, it shows you're interested in, in the topic um that's been discussed there. So even for the male who mm -hmm. is taking over the room get in, ask some questions. You're learning more. And he, mm -hmm. again, he could also be learning from you because in IT space, you know, we don't know it all. And that's why you still see systems still, still go down. Things still go, we still have outages. We still have, we still make mistakes during change implementations. Things still go wrong. When we all come together and work on projects together and then ask questions, be involved in it together, then we all work together in it being successful. So women have a strong space there. Don't, you know, that feeling of um, of um, intimidation or unworthiness or sometimes that um, 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 that imposter syndrome when it comes to play, you need to, you need, you need to kill it and bring up yourself. You need to step in with courage, but know that when you have those feel, you're not out of place. It is not out of place for those to come in, but you have to take charge. You have to take control of your feelings of the, of the room. Ask mm -hmm. questions, do your research, step in there boldly, with, uh, be bold, also, be confident. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that it's also respected when you're like, you know, that like maybe like outnumbered, it's only you being in the room. I also think it's like also when you're receptive, when you're um, like receptive to like feedback and like questions and learning things, it's almost like, okay, she still wants to push past maybe the challenges in the in the room with her. Mm -hmm. she's intimidated or anything like that willing to put that aside and even talk to us and learn and exchange ideas and things like that oh so abs absolutely yeah thing. absolutely sandra absolutely and as i said so don't mm -hmm. always feel that you're coming into the room with perfection or that you know it all no always go in there mm -hmm. with the fact that okay i'm stepping in there i'm in that room because i should be in that room mm -hmm. and then you're engaged there you're asking questions you're responding, you're being involved. So you're not going, so don't ever feel when you step into a room, you're stepping in there as the know-it-all. No, you're coming to also learn. And I'm yeah. also seeing, like you said, women like being more. Sorry about that. It's okay, no problem. Sorry, and I also like, um, like you said, you see more women being in tech and also like that. I've also seen like more women and even more diversity in like other spaces that are usually more male dominated and yeah. women are actually like getting involved and like Absolutely. we're here too like we have a seat at the table right so yeah yeah I like it's to see. getting better it's getting better mm -hmm. yeah it is mm -hmm. it is it's a lot better than it was like even five years ago for sure years yeah. ago, if we were five years ago it's definitely getting better and mm -hmm. it's all in our hands as women to keep pushing yeah. it to make it better yeah because we're the ones mm -hmm. opening the doors for all the women yeah of course and I also like to see like people who are look like you in this in the same room. It's like, okay, I have something to relate to you, yeah. more comfort level. Like you're not super like isolated from mm -hmm. everybody else too. Yeah. 
correct. You're, you're absolutely correct there. Yes. Um, so I know you, you've mentioned a lot of um, uh, like motivational like quotes and sayings like an advice. Um, would you want to share any other like inspiring and empowering messages for others as a woman in technology anymore that you have any advice um, for other women too? Yeah, my key advice I always give to um, to women, and then again, not just the young women, because you also have older women who also who also struggle. Try um, with terms of um, of self in, in areas of self confidence. So be plain in a tech space or a non tech space. You know, your self confidence carries you into any room you step into. So what I always say is have faith in yourself, believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, it is difficult for the other person to believe in you. Because mm -hmm. it's, um, as I said at the start of, uh, of, of, of the session, was that it's the energy you put out is what you get back. If you're mm -hmm. not putting out the right energy, you're not going to get what you want coming back to you. And um, mm -hmm. I also say you need to step out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. yeah you really don't progress much if you remain in your comfort zone they don't, they don't work hand in hand comfort co uh, you need comfort and courage for you to gain career progression if you drop um, um if you you need to be comfortable yes i know but you need to step out in order for you to move to the next level as i say you need to do that extra yeah. to be extraordinary Mm -hmm. You can keep, if you keep in your comfort zone, there's a limit to how much you can you just stay there. But once you start stepping out, you start even discovering yourself more. You start seeing more potentials there in, in you. You know, challenge yourself, be in areas of fitness, be in areas of your career, do something different. Go into a new, don't be scared to pivot into a new career line. Because it might actually be where your passion is. I always tell people, you know, what is that thing that excites you? What is that thing that you're passionate about? What is that thing that makes you smile, that makes you glow? You know, go there. If you're thinking about mm -hmm. this career in technology or this career in marketing or media art, maybe that's where you should be. You know, start working towards it. Whatever you need to do to get there. And there are lots of people out there. There are lots of mentors. There are lots of people you can speak to that give you the right advice in going in that space. I always tell people, leverage LinkedIn. There are lots of professionals there that when you ping people on LinkedIn, send them a direct message that you would love to have like a 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes coffee chat with them. Yes, I know you get lots of rejections or some people, most people may not respond, but you may get the one or two or three who respond there. So leverage LinkedIn, go to networking events and then meet people, walk up to people, introduce yourself. My name is Geraldine Semezi. I work at XYZ place. And then you can start up the conversation. And you know, most of when you introduce yourself to someone, that person is, is pushed to also introduce he or herself as well. And then try and strike up a conversation. Oh, nice. It could be about the event where you are. And you can use that. Okay, I'm interested in this space. And I know that you are in this space. So bring up, be courageous to start up that those conversation. It often works well. Know the people you want to target, people you, you feel that can help you in your career journey and target them. So networking, it's very, it works a lot. I can't, I can't speak more about networking and what it does for your career. Step out of your comfort zone. Have faith in yourself. Step out. Challenge yourself. 
and you would you you will see you will get great returns and of course help people you. as you go yeah. i'll say also in the matter where mm-hmm. you are think about people around you and go with people because mm-hmm. we all win together thank you for that advice um so time does fly and unfortunately we have to end the interview Ouch. thank you so much for your time today and for saying yes to being a guest on the Whitla podcast You've certainly given us a lot to chew on, a lot of thought-provoking ideas and also advice that I'm going to use myself. So to everyone that is listening, we trust you enjoyed this discussion and look forward to our next episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. We would love to hear from you, so please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care. Bye. So there you have it. We trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, thank you for listening. With love.